And welcome back, guys, to episode of Game Jerrans. It's me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about um, Andor and She-Hulk, which I um, totally forgot Andor's coming out. Yeah, um, Andor, because I remember when it first announced, I was like, mm. really, we're making a show about, <laughs> sure, a show about Andor? Because uh, he was, granted, it wasn't like, I don't think he was an unpopular character from Rogue One, mm. but it was, it was a very interesting choice for a character mm-hmm. for like alright we're making a show about this character from, from Rogue One mm-hmm. you know out of all the characters like that's the one we're going with which I mean I'm not to, to be fair um, what was her name uh, Jin Jin Ursa Ur- 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 was cool but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with what we got yeah yeah I think uh, she had a more or less a decent uh, mm. character arc in that movie but mm. yeah I, I was always very intrigued by the decision um with Andor uh, at least making a show about Andor well and... the, the, the the difficulty comes in the fact that you are writing a character who you already know dies yeah but it does seem like this show is more or less seems to be sort of like he's mm. kind of like before he's because this uh before he joins the rebellion stuff Mm because i think this is the whole point of the show is to show uh the rise of the rebellion in a way yeah it's it's another it's another um point of view of the rise Mm -hmm. so obviously we have to talk about we'll not have to talk about obviously that has to be addressed and that and cassian is sort of a viewpoint character for the rise of the rebellion because that's okay that's a situation where you know, I don't really think they're... Well, I'll say this. I like how there's not a, con, you know, a conclusive idea of, like, hey, this is how it started. It's like, no, we all have our different reasons. We all formed a rebellion. These are different points of, like, where you can say it started, but not really. I, yeah, because I think it, it... I guess it sort of draws from, like, maybe real life, like revolutions and rebellions of mm-hmm. that kind of nature where like um oh like you know you can probably pinpoint um this is the start of the rebellion yeah but it's like no there's probably like different variations mm-hmm. or like more like for different people it started at different things you know but yeah I, yeah if that's the case yeah you're right because like say like the American Revolution you can say this is what started this is what started you know teapot uh, uh, yeah, the Boston Tea Party. Party. But some people would say like it's the Boston Massacre. That's mm. like sort of like maybe they ignited it. But you know, it's like yeah, it's a you know for the you know I guess it, yeah it, it, for the Star Wars and you know the, rebe- the rise of the rebellion is is different factors you know mm-hmm. obviously and like also it's like a galactic empire obviously different parts of the uh, empire was probably rebelling. At mm-hmm. different points, and it wasn't until, hey, uh, a certain group of people were like, hey, let's actually just form a collective group, mm-hmm. and actually, which be... might be something we see in this uh, in this series. I'm not saying we will, but like, by the end of the point, it's like, oh, why don't you know? It's like we have to, you know, it's uh, you know, by the end of the the, the three episodes, because it's three episodes, right? Then, and by the end of it, you're kind of like, okay. This is where our boy gets into rebellion stuff. But, like, yeah. This show, in of itself, kind of establishes Andor as kind of how we knew him as in, in Rogue One. A uh, very 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not ruthless. He very uh, like. He he has to do what he has to do. Yeah, he he he, he ain't he, proud of it. Yeah, like he gets into a very sticky situation in the first episode, which I gotta say, like the first scene of that of the episode feels very cyberpunky to me. You know. Yeah. Considering, like, because he's... He, there was a moment I was like, man, this is giving me some, like, uh, Blade Runner vibes. Yeah, like, weirdly enough. Which I think is kind of maybe, like, the whole point of him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and or, you know, like, as we see him in Rogue One, they're, they're all, like, spies and, like, trying to get the mm-hmm. uh, Death Star plans and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Uh, I think it's a nice visual sort of, of like, yeah, you know, Andor is... Maybe he's not like ruthless. He's a bit shady. You know, he has he does things that he doesn't like to do. You know, he tries to avoid like conflict, but if he mm. has to like fight, he has to fight, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so very all interesting qualities, and and obviously, you know, in that first episode, that sticky situation causes you know a, pretty much a ripple effect that you know leads him to some guy. You know. It's a, you know, he, yeah. it, it will lead him down to the path of the rebellion. Yeah. Is it, what we're getting at. Yeah, and it kind of goes into also, like, just how much power the Empire has. Because, like, you find out that Cassian is um, from a native planet with not much... Would you say there's not much intelligence in the, where he's from? I wouldn't say that. I think it was more of a... He, he comes from, like, basically what... It feels like is like, um, like a small like low tech village. You mm-hmm. know, like they they live in huts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, their planet was being mined by an imperial, you know, by the you know, galactic empire. But it it was abandoned because of some toxic gases. Um, and yeah, and it's a very interesting sort of look because we do see sort of. You know, his life beforehand, we meet, you know, we find out about that he had a sister yeah. and stuff. You know, it's a very interesting sort of uh, perspective from him. Like, maybe it, like, maybe from that point of meeting the Empire on, like, that sort of level, mm-hmm. sort of instilled, like, a deep-seated... Uh, spite. Spite of the Empire. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of anger there. And... It's very reminiscent of, like, probably, like, old-timey, like, when, like, colonial stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. where, like, uh, of the, like, the real world, where, like, colonial powers would Mm. travel around the world, uh, exploiting the resources and the people. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And I'll say this, um, it's good to see Diego Luna back as, uh, Andor, because he was, like, one of the better, one of the best things about the Rogue One, like him, T, um, the, the droid, Donnie Yen were, like, some of the best things about that movie. Uh-huh. And get, get to see him again. But Which, by the way, uh, there will be some returning cast members from that movie into the show. I think Forrest Whitaker is coming back for Rogue One. Being Saw Guerrero? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'd, so that'd be neat. that'd be something good, good to see. Um, obviously, now, when we're talking about the fact that this is a, based on the Rogue One, Rogue One was a very grounded um, look at Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was no Jedi magic or anything. Yeah, it is just straight up the point of view of the Rebellion. Mm -hmm. A real point of view. Yeah. So how do you feel as this being an entire show, which is something that 
obviously we don't get a lot of in terms of like star wars i think it's interesting um because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of well I, from like some of the criticisms of the disney plus star wars shows has been that they focus a bit too much on like stuff that we kind of already know you know yeah. like like i think like people like Mandalorian was obviously great, uh, but people, I think people was problems with the second season was mainly in terms of like focusing on stuff, like a lot of like, you know, it felt a bit fan servicey, right? Like we meet, mm-hmm. we meet back with Bo Katan. There's an episode dedicated to Ahsoka. Boba Fett comes back. Uh, obviously, the ending with Luke Skywalker. You know, it's a lot of these things where you're like, you know, this show feels like it's supposed to be like a bounty hunter show right or just mm. mando going around yeah it it kind it, it, it kind of felt like we kind of forgot what the show was about what, what things that we liked about it like it this sort of like you know people's always compared it to lone wolf and cub right mm-hmm. it's it stopped feeling like that stopped being more in in line with what the um we used to with star wars rather than such a different point of view yeah, and I think uh, some people kind of want there to be, like, different, like, points of view of the Star Wars universe, you mm-hmm. know? I think that's what was great about Rogue One, in a sense, of, like, it's a grounded, like, mm-hmm. boots on the ground, rebellion, you know, kind of thing. It was it was dark. Yeah, and it, Jeez, probably, it yeah. has probably one of the darkest endings of a Star Wars movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Our main heroes all die. Yeah. You know? Uh, yes, you know, the Death Star plans have been taken, but at, at the cost of great life, you know? Mm. Um, which is like a lot of times that happens in the Star Wars movies, especially because, like, how, considering how many people, like, just die to get the. And this is that's what you're getting. And you can say, and also, like, where am I, where am I going with this? Um, yeah, because the way that ends, everyone you like dies, yes. And it's kind of a really like slow and like we're just gonna accept our death kind of a kind of a you know going you know ending because mm-hmm. like cassian and um Jin, they just like hug it <laughs> they hug it out it's like this is it this is over for us yeah 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 again it's a player point ending and you know I think, like I said, like, I think people want, like, more stuff like that. Like, not, mm-hmm. like, I think, not to say that people are tired of, like, you know, Jedis and, like, I think mm-hmm. it's more of, like. I mean, they're coming out with another show that's called Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, like, I think it's more of people are, or at least some people feel, like, for Star Wars to, like, advance. Or, mm-hmm. like, rather, they need to, like, they at least pull back from, like, mm-hmm. all the stuff with the Skywalker stuff, you know, yeah. like. You know, because I feel like that's that seems like a common critique of Star Wars nowadays. It's like it's all focused on, you know, the Skywalkers, which I mean, you know, it it kind of was set up that way in a weird mm-hmm. way. Like, granted, you know, the the original trilogy, you know, falls Luke and stuff, and George wanted to expand upon that with the prequels. So by focusing on uh, Anakin and his, you know, fall to the dark side. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like, it's in the DNA of Star Wars, if you want to, like, make the argument. But at the same time, the Star Wars universe is so expansive yeah, that you can do a lot of stories and stuff. So, I know it's kind of, like, hard, kind of everyone's, you know, easy way to shit on 
is kind of how what's going on with Marvel right now. Mm-hmm. Where like you can argue like this is the the Avengers are like part of it. You know, you have all these characters who are in the Avengers: Cap, Iron Man, Thor, da 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 da. But the great thing about say something like, and we will be talking about She Hulk. Don't worry about that. Is that it's different and it gives you like an outlook that's not what you're used to when it comes to the Marvel uh, live action Marvel stuff. Yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, mm-hmm. agree with that. It is kind of a weird thing where, like, um, with Marvel, people, th- th- there is probably a small contingent of fans who are... Uh, yeah, they're just, you're right, because there is a small... Just people who are like, I don't like how this is different. I'm like, well, you wanted it to be different. Yeah, like, this constant thing like that, and I think... <laughs> You know, it, it, I think, it, yeah, at the end of the day, it's always just, you know, uh, certain parts of the fandom mm-hmm. wanting one thing, other parts of the fandom wanting a different thing, and it's constant back and forth of, of, of the creators being like, which part of the fandom do we listen to here? Or are they all just being whiny, and we should do our own thing, you know? And, you know, that's, that's sort of the hard balancing act with these uh, large uh, multimedia franchises you know where it's like uh, you know it, it feels hard to please everybody so you try your best to make mm-hmm. unique and interesting stories that hopefully most people can like and i think Andor is uh weirdly enough i think you know i you know like i said earlier i didn't think about a show about Andor, but with these first three episodes i'm actually kind of intrigued and i'm like very interested to see where it goes mm-hmm no, I, I'm with you on that, too, because, like, again, we're not going that much into it because there's a lot that happens in these three episodes. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm very interested to see, like, this, the two the two, the two main leads, right? It's um, Cassian and or um, who got himself into a situation. And then this other guy whose name I kind of like it out on was like this, like, uh, he's a bit, he, he's kind of like a smuggler, like, guy... You know, he's a... Oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about the... Oh, wait, wait, you're talking about... The the antagonist of the of the show. Uh, yes, he's an officer of this security... He's, he's this, like, weird by-the-book guy who's, like, at the same time never has seen enough action to warrant any of the stuff that he wants to do. Yeah, like, he's a... I would like to... He, he reminds me of, like, the type of character that's in, um... That's in, like, say, like, uh, a detective novel or whatever. Like, he's, mm. like, a rookie. Or, like, he feels like he wants to prove himself or whatever and mm. tries to get to, to solve. Because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he's trying to find Andor because mainly, like, Andor did something. And he's very much like, we got to figure this out. We got to solve whoever did this. Mm. And his superiors are like, yeah, let's not look into it. Like, let's just sort of, like, not cover it up, but, like, you know... Dude, because we don't want the Empire having to deal with us and stuff. You know, we we do we do a lot of you know work just to make sure the Empire doesn't mess with us, and we have pretty Mm. good. So if they feel like oh we have crime happening in our city, they're gonna probably want to intervene and stuff. So let's just Mm. just uh, cover it up and stuff. You know, make it look a bit fancy. And he's like, no, we gotta get justice. You know, like a very like. You know, we gotta find whoever's responsible for this. And it's sort of, he's very driven and trying to prove himself, you know. 
and yeah, he gets he basically sort of uh, sets up a situation where he kind of uh, gets is re- responsible for a lot of people getting you know messed up, and he's sort mm-hmm. of just very shell shocked by all of it, and it's like, well, damn, this is all me. <laughs> yeah, no, and then how that goes, it's just like really makes me want to see how that plays out. Um, it, the, by the way, the show was shot beautifully. Um, a lot of the actors are great. Um, probably the only complaint I have right now is that, ooh, it's slow. Oh, it's slow. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I, I can see what you mean. It's, it definitely, uh... Like, that's, that's not a bad thing, in my opinion. It has, it, it has a very, sort of, slow pace. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you know, I think it's on purpose. Like, it mm-hmm. wants to, sort of, like, take in you know all the stuff that's happening yeah because realistically because like, you could in theory like wrap up these first three episodes in a single episode if you wanted to mm-hmm. like but at the same time i think um sort of the interesting thing about uh the way this show is paced is sort of like it builds up sort of the tension mm-hmm. of like right because like for, for me i think we talked we talked it was off the screen um is that um the second episode is very much um the slowest one of the three mm-hmm. but that's because it's a lot of setup and it's a very slow paced setup but like by the time you get to episode three it starts it ties everything up really nicely for that first little act that they have Mm-hmm. Especially like um, the build up. There's a moment where like the one, this one character, um, she's kind of like Jin. I Jin herself. Um, Andor's like adoptive mother, mm-hmm. and she like says something I'm like, "Man, this is some, this is some good build up. This is some good writing." Yeah, like uh, you know, it, it yeah, it, her her whole bit in the third episode is very like. You know, it, it's. I feel like yeah, you're right. It, it de- it's definitely there to set up mm-hmm. and like build upon like a growing tension of like, what's Andor gonna do? How he's gonna get out of the situation? Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. You know, and and she's actually being somewhat intimidating to these officers, and mm-hmm. it's like, what are you on about? What's you know? You're, yeah. you're starting to freak us out now. Mm-hmm. Um, much like you know, probably how the audience is feeling. Like, okay, but what, where where is this all gonna go? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think uh, there's a lot to like with these three episodes. I think um, if you're expecting something different from Star Wars, this is the one to go with. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Like this is, the, I think this is the one Star Wars show that like wants to do different things. Like mm-hmm. it's not gonna go with Jedi stuff. It like, might. You know, it, it could be there, but mm-hmm. I feel like it, it really is. I'm gonna try to do its own thing uh with how it sort of portrays the uh rise of the rebellion mm-hmm. you know during because i believe the show does take place about five years before the events of rogue one mm. I, I i might need to double check on that but yeah they're they're they've at least confirmed two seasons which i mean that could be you know it's obviously gonna be interesting because it mm. You're making a show about a character we all know dies, and it's so far engaging. Well, I mean, I don't think 
knowing Andor's final fate is necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. or like it removes tension and stuff, mm-hmm. because well, it's the argument of, of prequel movies, right? And prequel anything, mm-hmm. like you already know the setup, and then you try to tie it in to the first or like the original thing that came out, and it's already hard. And it's kind of like really annoying where, like, you made such this thing that they said such a big deal but once you find out what it is it's kind of like lame uh I mean, yeah i get what you mean um because heck it happens with the star wars prequels um uh darth you know anakin skywalker i mean given his interpretation mm-hmm. and stuff a lot of people yeah did did feel like like wait this whiny kid ends up turning into like the biggest bad in the star wars universe mm-hmm. god but at the same time, you know, you, you have like the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, it gives it gives Anakin a bit more depth, and, and you, you can see a little bit of that swashbuckling, sort of like a. You can see why he's such a big deal. Yeah, and you know. Yeah, I think like there is that that stuff too. You know, or like mm-hmm. prequels can probably expand upon certain character stuff, or it can be like, kind of. You lose the mist, yeah. You like sort of mm. like the oh, this could have been, you know, oh, is this what it's, it was? Uh, this isn't nearly as interesting as I, I, I thought it was gonna be. Mm. Um, all I will say, like, because I feel like you know, mm. with how they might treat the end with the Andor show, mm. it's gonna be more of uh, just developing who he is, like, developing him into the person he's going to be in Rogue One. You know, like seeing like what he is in Rogue One, and like comparing him to like okay, so this is yeah, because like, in in this he's very inexperienced, but in in Rogue One he's like way more he he's he's very jaded. Yeah, somewhat. You mm. know, I mean here he's he he has a little bit of that jadedness mm. to him, but he's very more of like. uh Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. I mean, you know, the Empire sucks. What am I gonna do? Yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I think uh, for these first three episodes, it's a very solid. I I think it, I you know I, I'm very intrigued by the Andor show so far, and I am very uh, interested to see more of this because it's I think twelve episodes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact, that, just the fact that they're already planning a second season, which I think I think this I, I looked it up. It's gonna be based on like a, the five years. It's like a five years between him now and what would happen in Rogue One. Mm. So you have five years of development, which is gonna be interesting. Mm. And yeah, uh, we'll keep up to date with that one. But also, we gotta talk about She Hulk. Um, just to let you guys know, they baited us. <laughs> they baited us hard. Um, y- yeah. <laughs> and I love that they did that. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously the, uh, end of the, the, the previous episode, but not, not, not this week's, was, uh, mm-hmm. teasing Daredevil, you know, mm-hmm. his new suit and stuff. And this episode was, uh, more or less kind of one of those side episodes. Mm-hmm. How, but uh, it was a fun side episode. Yeah, because it's very similar to, uh, her, uh, you know the the Wong episode with him, mm-hmm. you know, 
So like coming back again. Yeah, coming back again. Uh, you know, this this uh, episode is more or less just, hey, you know, it's Jen going to a wedding and having to deal with all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and it's one thing. Okay, so I I commend on the fact that they both like to tie up loose threads that were made in the previous episode and continue through this episode. Because mm-hmm. like in the last episode, the, the big thing was like, oh, Titania, she's taking in the the She Hulk moniker. And we're now seeing the ramifications of the fact that she lost the trial because she is somehow involved in this wedding. Because why the fuck wouldn't she be? She's a very spiteful person and <laughs> legit just wants to ruin uh, uh, Jen's yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is kind of funny. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it is pretty funny, you know. Like, uh, I'm expecting her to show up at her next point or whatever point image she has. Like, she's just gonna follow her around everywhere and try to, like, somehow jade and, like, slight her in any way just mm-hmm. to get back at losing the trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, like, the B-plot is uh, Jen's assistant and the other lawyer lady from the last <laughs> episode having to deal with uh, a new metahuman guy called uh, well, Mr. Uh, Immortal. It was an actual character. I think he's on the Great Lake Adventures, which is, like, a like a joke of a team. Yeah, because this guy, you know, lives up to his name and is basically, you know, he's a mortal. He he can just revive himself. Mm-hmm. And he caught, he, 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 he's caught up in a, uh, a bunch of, like, people trying to sue him because, you know, anytime he got into a bad, you know, relationship, he, relationship, just... he just kill himself and, like, make a new identity. <laughs> and the... The reactions and the treatment of that kind of idea is just hilarious. Yeah, because it's like the two lawyers like, Jesus, what the hell's wrong with you? Why did you do all of this? Why you can't know? you just say no? Like, why can't you just like break it off? And it's like, you know, it's hard to do all this I'd stuff. I'd rather kill know? myself. <laughs> you know, it's just way easier just to, you know, off kill myself, myself off. Yeah. yeah, and then just move to a different city, get a new name, all that stuff. Which is, in in, in, in thought, a lot more darker than it should be. Yeah, it, it it really does have like some very dark implications. I mean, yeah. hell, the dude talks about like his first wife and stuff like, and considering her name was like Count, like like the or like I think it was like Count or like Baroness something. Yeah, it's like, dude, this guy's been probably living since like the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> and like, I like the fact that they brought in like a very obscure comic book character. Which, like, if you do anything, like, different to, no one's going to care because, like, he's that obscure. And I love how they just treat it as a joke. Because that's what they... Again, that's a very, like, She-Hulk thing to do in a comics. Uh-huh. Like, for a She-Hulk book. And I'm glad they did that. And, like, to, to, and the fact that they were tied in with, you know... it's just And it was just, like, a throwaway line, but they were tied into, like, the main, you know, thing going on in the story. Which, you know, it's going to be tied into... May, the reason why Daredevil's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. But, and there's a lot of like threads that are being like, like, I, oh, narrowed in somehow to like where, to connecting all these episodes together. When you think it's just like one off episodes, but there's that little thread. Cause like, what happened in two episodes ago? Jen starts a dating profile. And then what happens there? Because of their, the issue with Titania. She has to go back to your Twitter name profile, use as um, as evidence of her using the She-Hulk mm-hmm. name far before mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, Titania copyrighted it. And then, like, she gets advice from her coworker, which in turn leads her to the situation she is in now in this episode where she herself is kind of, like, interested in this one guy and is interested in her being her and not to focus on the She-Hulk situation. Yeah, because the whole joke of the wedding uh, is that, like, her friend who invited her to be her uh, bridesmaid is like, hey, listen, uh, you can't be showing me up here. I need you to stay as Jen. You can't be she-hulking it around, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, which, you know, upsets Jen a bit, or it's like... Yeah, because, like, she's, at this point, already taking pride in the fact that she's She-Hulk. And not only that, but it's also just she feels a little bit like... I feel like you're just, like, messing with me, like... Yeah. Because it does seem like there's multiple moments where, like, she has to be the one to, like, clean up stuff. Mm-hmm. Her, like, uh, groomsman or whatever is this weird-looking dog, <laughs> you know, that's just, like... Who... It's weddings. are weird. Dude, this lady is just so weird and paranoid about stuff, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you definitely feel for Jen being at this point. It's like, man, she just wants to just relax at this point. She doesn't mm. even care about, like, actually doing most of her bridesmaid stuff. Like, everybody else, like, the bride is straight up just, like, trying her best to, like, not make Jen's life a living hell, but, like, you know, she just not, not <laughs> she's like, it's all about me. Uh, Jen, stop making it about you. And it's like, I'm not making it about me. I'm just being she hulk me it's like stop trying to upstage me jen and it's like oh okay all right i'll, I'll be she hulk it's weird though <laughs> <laughs> you invited me because you, you invited me why are you just weirded out because i mean heck she's even like how you doing jen you know it's like and jen's like trying to explain oh you know i'm ahead of this new law firm i got superpowers like no i i don't i don't care about that How's your relationships been? <laughs> well, to be fair, they also said it like, uh, and we're, we're going a little more into it, really, honestly, um, that like, that she's that one friend who you stop talking to. And then, you know, like, you just kind of have to be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, we've all been in. Yeah, it does happen, you know, sometimes where you like, you, you meet, meet people, you know, and then like, in high school or whatever, and then you grow distant, you know. And they invite you back to something, and you're just sort of like, we don't really hang out that much anymore. I mean, I guess you're still my friend, but boy, have we drifted apart. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's mm-hmm. just shenanigans there. Obviously, I think the uh, more interesting thing is the uh, like final scene of the show where we get hints of like um... a, a grander plot, like mm-hmm. tying into what happened with her and the Wrecking Crew. You know, uh, them trying to get her blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like whoever wants Jen's blood is still out there and mm-hmm. is ready to make a move and has been spying on her at this wedding. Not good. Yep, definitely not good. By the way, the Tana, the Tana was said earlier, the Tana shows up and she, like, and she is messing with Jen. Yeah, like she's just playing, uh, like, oh, I'm just, you know, why would I ever be here to have, you know... Like bullshit. <laughs> why? You know, why would I have a grudge? I'm just being me, hanging out at this wedding, and it's like, you're gonna try to kill me, and I know you're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Stop lying. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I say like there was a there was like a thing going on with Jen that I was like, oh please don't make this like a super like dramatic twist, and thank God there was no twist. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, to be fair, I think it's just because in that situation she was just a little bit uh, uh, drunk. Mm-hmm. And since uh, she's not, like, in She-Hulk form or whatever, she can't, like, you know, her tolerance is not, is of human level, not She-Hulk, of Hulk level. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, what? Uh, God damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was more of, like, uh, her and this one other dude. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. right, right, I know where you're going with, though. Um, but, yeah, they didn't do what I, th- thankfully, they didn't do what I thought I did. Uh, some of the jokes were okay in this episode, though. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I think the more comedic ones were, were in the past. But this one was still pretty enjoyable. Um, <laughs> the Mario Kart joke was too funny to me. Oh, they're just like... I don't even know how that even... I, I, I agree with Jen. I, did it. I don't know how that works. <laughs> like, you shouldn't get... Like... like it's funny because like, that joke made no sense. In my mind. I mean, yeah. Although, there probably is some people's like, they're just like, wait, how does that, how is that even a joke? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, but, you know, everybody's a, everybody's a comedian, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do agree. This is, I mean, heck, Jen says it herself at the beginning of the episode. It's like, yeah, it's a little wedding episode, you know, comes out of nowhere. Doesn't really mean that much. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But uh, but it, it's still a very entertaining episode too, because like, you know, fun stuff happens, and honestly, the Mister Mortal part, Mister Mortal part, is still one of the better parts of the episode. If yeah, I won't lie, like, if anything, it feel, it definitely feels like uh, I probably for some people the B plot is probably more interesting than the than the A plot. But when has the B plot not been the most interesting? I mean, yeah. To be fair, we did have uh, I think the second episode with the uh, the shapeshifter, Asgardian shapeshifter. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. You know that that whole uh, that whole B plot. What definitely was probably the uh, a lot entertaining, just considering her shenanigans. Yeah, but also again, like just the fact that they will tie in together makes it really satisfying. Even if even if you feel like whether or not you feel the A play was weaker or better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that's uh, I think that's about it. She also, you know, pretty good show, and I think, like we said earlier, the fact that it's able to show us a different aspect of the Marvel universe is probably one of the best things to do. Because, like, again, Mister Immortal, holy shit, you really brought that guy out, that guy. But hey, you know, everyone has their own thing. But anyways, guys, um, that's a good place to end the episode. So if you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to follow us on all social medias at Thinking Centurions, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And be sure to help, be sure to support us on there. We are most active on Instagram where we have a link tree to all podcast sites we're officially part of. Like our podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the like. And you'll find a link to the YouTube for all you audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe in any form or way. And we do have a Patreon that supports, where you guys can support us in any way. A lot of anyways today. Yeah, I'm a little tired. <laughs> Jesus, I got back from work. Anyways, yeah, that's the end of the episode. If you guys enjoyed us, be sure to let us know. Anyways, me, your boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.